the most beautiful place in the world, where a Tar Heel blue sky blankets Murphy on its way to the Tennessee border. It's a long way from Raleigh and the Outer Banks, but we're living in Carolina too. In fact, you might call it Extreme Carolina. With more, here's Michael Borkman. Welcome, welcome everyone to the show, Extreme Carolina. The show that focuses on great people with great stories who prove in their everyday lives that anything is possible. We strive to bring you relatable life lessons from interesting and inspiring people as they live out their purpose on this earth. Folks, get ready. It's time for some good news you can use. And today, We have with us a very, very good friend of mine. We go back a few years, and uh, and I tell you what, it is truly amazing to have him on the show. Uh, His name is Rick Disharoon. He's part of a a company that he helped start it, which is uh, Slate Disharoon in Paris and Associate there in Knoxville, Tennessee. So these guys, they're a financial company. They're doing a lot of things to help the community. And uh, and I'm just glad he took a few minutes out of his life to give Extreme Carolina the opportunity to interview him and what the things that they're doing. So without any further ado, let's give him an incredible Extreme Carolina welcome. Welcome, Rich, to the show. Hey, thank you, Michael. I appreciate you having me on. I I sure wish I was face-to-face with you in your studio there, but uh, we'll go with the next best thing here in technology. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Uh, yeah, so that everyone knows, even though it sounds like we're in the same room, we're not, but that's okay. Uh, we are, we, we're doing things. So, but anyway, let's just dive right into it. So, uh, uh, Rick, you, you're not a guy that's from the South. I guess some people can hear it in your voice, but, you know, I've been knowing you a little while. I didn't didn't matter to me. I mean, we just kind of hit it off and uh, we're doing some things uh, on the personal side in terms of, uh, you know, doing uh, going to church and Bible study and stuff like that. I, that was cool. And then we had a men's group as well. Really enjoyed that. And uh, and so that was cool. That's kind of how we got started. But now going back to you being from New York City <laughs> uh, and that was a while back you know, that you were there. Uh, and, and, and what caused, uh, what happened to cause you to come to the South in Knoxville, Tennessee? Just kind of briefly. <laughs> well, I, I was blessed to, to sell a business up in New York City at the time that I owned and operated, Michael. And uh, it was a great opportunity for um, just finding something new, both in business and in life. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, my wife at the time, I was visiting and met her while visiting here. And uh, just fell in love with East Tennessee and the, the Smoky Mountains. Uh, you guys in Western North Carolina, you know the beauty of the mountains. And yep. um, it was just a great opportunity uh, to try something new in life, mm-hmm. a different change of pace. And uh, frankly, uh, New York City, it, it was nice when I was younger, but uh, I kind of found myself wanting to have a little bit of more space um, from the people around me and enjoy a little bit more green. And so uh, <laughs> I was blessed to live up there for many years. And uh, my parents were military, though. So they served our country over in Germany. And I grew up most of my adolescent years in on an army base in Germany. Oh, so, my, okay. so my accent, I, I, got, I got everything. I got some New York, New Jersey. I got some Southern Tennessee drawl and 
even people say I got some Midwest from my years over in Europe. So, <laughs> well, uh, thank you for that background service. And uh, well, I mean, I know you actually weren't serving, but your parents were. You were right in the middle of it. So, well, next time you see them, tell them thank you for their service for Absolutely. us. Absolutely. But uh, but anyway, you're down here, man, in the south, and you kind of uh, got. Uh, you were doing, uh, you're working with a company when you met these guys that you're in business with now, uh, Slate and Paris and company. And uh, you guys met and, and who, whose idea was it to come? Hey, let's have, let's start our own uh, financial business. Was it yours or one of the other guys? Yeah. So we were all working for a financial services firm here in Knoxville. And when we began kind of associating and working together in the same office area, uh, we just really hit it off as, mm-hmm. as, as friends first. Uh, Conrad, he's the senior partner. So uh, he's, he's the guy that's going to be retiring sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will and I are in our 40s and got a lot of time and learning still to do. Right. Um, but when we all kind of came together and began sharing case notes and planning ideas for different clients, right. it was just a natural fit. And so uh, we came together, we created the business entity, a producer group, if you will. And we operated under that other firm for many years and then decided, hey, now's a good time to create what we want to do in serving others as it relates to financial planning. <laughs> and what folks don't know, and I'm about to tell, is that when you guys decided to do that, you were smack dab in the middle of the last thing that we had that shook our country up, actually the world kind of, in 2008. You guys decided, hey, let's start a business. When everybody was going out of business, losing businesses and everything, and you guys said, hey, it's a fit. Let's just start our own business. Wow. Did that ever cross? <laughs> did that ever cross your mind? You know, at that time, it, it definitely did. You know, the financial crisis in two thousand eight into oh nine, the Great Recession. It was kind of interesting. It's like we didn't even know we were we were in this trouble until we were in this trouble. <laughs> and so, as Americans, we were all kind of seeing the stock market begin declining in two thousand and eight, but we didn't really know where things were or how bad they were until about September. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we had begun planning our departure well in advance, right. uh, a testament to our planning mm-hmm. uh, focus. But at the same rate, we just didn't realize, okay, March of 09 is going to be the bottom of the bottom that we decided April 1st of 09 would be our start of our new entity. So um, the timing was definitely interesting to say the least but at the same rate we were blessed and it was a testimony to our focus on our client families michael that everyone came with us um, when we started our new entity you know that you're right is a testament and and for all those that are listening it doesn't matter uh you know what's going on i mean as as rick and have proved and not just them many other businesses through the years uh, no matter what's going on around you, if you have a focus, if you have a goal and know how to treat uh, people and, and have your core values of integrity in place, then you could do some things. And uh, that's what I really uh, appreciate. And when I was reading the bio, I said, man, there it is right there. And folks, 
when things happen, when your ship is crashing up against the the, the shores and, and you're being battered back and forth, you just got to know how to set your sail. And that's what Rickman did with a good culture and, and a core values and objectivity. And lastly, hospitality, how to treat people. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, we we go into the stores and, and a lot of times, you know, we, you know, it seems like we're there to help, you know, to that to help them, you know, and they're not there <laughs> to serve us, you know. But anyway, I don't want to go down that road because I don't want to piss anybody off going that direction. But uh, so you guys got it going and you got some customers come with you there in Knoxville. And you guys, now, did you start with the one in Crossville as well as Knoxville? That just recently happened. The Crossville office just recently happened, and, and that was a combination of a gentleman that was looking for a succession plan for he and his client families, and, and it was just kind of a good natural fit for him to exit uh, and for us to begin taking over operations there and, and expanding our business. Nice. I like that. That's pretty cool. And uh, also, uh, along those same lines, as a business, uh, because or as individuals, you guys decided to do some things to help the community, not to, you know, pound your chest. But you guys had had some success and you wanted to kind of in a sort of a way give back. And you did it right in the middle of this pandemic that we're having right now. So uh, can you share a little bit about that? You know, not a lot because we're getting ready to come up on a break. As a matter of fact, I tell you what, before you answer that, why don't we do that? Uh, Let's just take this quick break. And uh, what we want to do is give our sponsors an opportunity to jump in and do what they do. So uh, for those that are listening, we're at 95.1 FM with Extreme Carolina, the podcast show. So don't go away, folks. We'll be right back. Tar Heel basketball, Cam's Panthers, Asheville's eclectic nightlife, and the Great Smoky Mountains. It belongs to us, too, out here in extreme Carolina. Once again, here's Michael Borkman. Be sure to visit our brand new website, michaelborkman.com, to access exclusive online content, including over 150 episodes of previous content for free. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as Extreme Carolina. And lastly, if you don't want to miss an episode with our amazing guest, and trust me, you don't, you can now subscribe to our podcast and let the new episodes come to you automatically. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your shows. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the show, Extreme Carolina. Today we have in... His studio and my studio, <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> uh, my friend uh, Rick Disharoon, you know, he let it out. I was going to let folks think we were in the same room because we got this great audio, but he blew that for me right off the bat. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. It's all good, man. It's all good. But anyway, what we, let's get back to where we were. You were about to tell us what it is that uh, uh, your company uh, you know, that you guys do to give back to the community. Well, Michael, I appreciate the opportunity to share. We we do quite a few different things within our community, but one of the most recent ones was when this pandemic hit, um, we have quite a few clients that are over the age of 60. And so in turn, uh, those folks, they, they were really stuck at home there, as many Americans were and many folks around the globe. 
back in the months of March and April when everything was really locked down. Mm -hmm. And so we just kind of thought, hey, is there something we could do for our client families that are stuck at home right now? And literally, you're just going to the grocery store and that's it. (laughs) And so we decided to come up with this idea of a a mini concert, if you will, through Zoom and uh, using the Zoom platform to invite Mm -hmm. as many client families and friends that could watch a little mini concert with a gentleman for one hour. Mm -hmm. In their own home. Yeah. In their own home. Absolutely. So try and forget about everything that was going on at the time. And so... What we thought was, okay, let's let's reach out to a client of ours. And unfortunately, because he lives in very rural uh, Tennessee, he had some technology concerns that, that we wouldn't be able to pull it off. So he made an introduction to a good friend of his who's Jeff Dayton. Mm-hmm. And Jeff Dayton, for those that don't know, he was Glenn Campbell's right-hand man for many years uh, wow. in touring the world. And Jeff is phenomenal. You can just Google him. Can look at him every evening on Facebook. He does some live conference concerts. Uh, tremendous gentleman, and so he was our our entertainment, if you will. Mm-hmm. And when we heard Glenn Campbell, um, we were coming into the month of June there, um, and one of Alzheimer's awareness's biggest fundraising months is June. They have this longest day of the year wow. event. Mm-hmm. And we thought, hey, Jeff was Glenn Campbell's right hand man. For those that, that know Glenn Campbell's story, he passed away from Alzheimer's. His family is huge advocates for Alzheimer's awareness. And so mm-hmm. we said, hey, let's partner and not only do something fun for our client families and friends, for those that want to tune in, but let's raise some money for a great cause as well. Nice. And uh, it just, it, it was divine. It all came together. And um, we were blessed to raise a few thousand dollars for Alzheimer's provide some fun and entertainment for an evening for folks. And, um, and again, Jeff, he's wonderful gentleman, wonderful wow. musician. Wow. That is amazing. And that is just one of the things that, uh, Slate, Disharoon, and Paris and associates do there in and around the community of Knoxville, Tennessee. And, uh, we appreciate you guys doing what you do of giving back. Cause that's what this show extreme Carolina is all about. we like to, we like to shine the light on people that are shining the light on the community. And even though, you know, they, they wouldn't want to tell folks about it, but, uh, but we, we go out there and just kind of say, Hey, you know, why don't you come on this? Let everybody know what you're doing. But anyway, speaking of what you're doing, let's get back to you, the partner in this firm. You do have a personal life <laughs> that you do. So it's not always around. Uh, business, you, 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 you yourself have things. And we like to ask, uh, the people that come on the show, we like for them to kind of share a little bit about themselves. So if you would, we, we, we like to ask a couple of questions and, uh, and these, uh, highlight you as, as to who you are. And one of the questions is about book reading. Because we like to let folks know that are, you know, that are successful, um, how you, one of the reasons you guys became successful, and that is doing some reading. So if you could share with us quickly, uh, Rick, what book have you read recently that had the biggest impact on you and why? Uh, Great question, Michael. And, And if you ever see the statistics or interviews with business folks, isn't it amazing like how many people are readers out there? Yes. Like they're constantly in books. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But uh, I'll tell you, the, the book that's had the greatest impact for me, and, and this goes back and is a testament to you, Michael, as a man, um, because you were one of the people that helped to reintroduce me to my faith and my relationship with God and Christ. Thank you. Um, but the Bible, and I read it every day. I'm in it every morning. Uh, I study it with friends, attend church, and uh, the Bible just has so much wisdom and so many nuggets. It's 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 God's word. It's history. Uh, but at the same time, it, it teaches us about life and it teaches mm-hmm. us about those storms you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Life isn't going to be a cakewalk. You're going to have some storms that throw your boat on the rocks mm-hmm. and um, how we manage those situations and how we continue to interact with others and serve and help others. Uh, that's what it's all about. So for me, uh, that would be the book that's had the greatest impact on my life. And I uh, literally I'm, I'm in it every day. Awesome. Thank you for that, man. That is true. And uh, uh, thank you for that shout out on how we kind of met <laughs> with the, with the, with the study group. And, uh, and I don't mind saying it on this show, you know, because we, we are believers and, uh, but that's how we met. And, uh, but it wasn't on me, brother. It was, it was a higher power that brought us together. Uh, but anyway, uh, thank you so much for, for sharing that with you and all those nuggets that you get out of the Bible. Now, we also like to ask another question, maybe a couple others. One, and this kind of digs into you, the person, uh, besides the one we just asked, is, Rick, what's the best advice that you have ever received? So uh, the best advice I've ever received is uh, is is twofold. Um, Number one, it's it's okay to make a mistake in life. It's mm-hmm. it's okay to fail. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes we get so caught up in uh, I don't know social media and, and what's presented to the world as far as how perfect people are. Mm-hmm. The fact is, we're we're all humans. We're not perfect, so it's okay to make a mistake. Um, and then the second component to that is it's okay to ask for help. <laughs> pride and ego sometimes get in our way if it's Amen. business if it's life problems mm-hmm. and um being able to ask for help if it's in your work if it's in your life wow those are just those are really powerful opportunities to to learn and grow and uh, you're seeing a lot of it right now with mental health in particular mm-hmm. this global pandemic is really um brought to life the conversation of mental health if everyone's mm-hmm. kind of cooped up at home and unable mm-hmm. to get out and associate with mm-hmm. one another. Well, we were built for community as human beings. And yeah. so um, just being able to ask for help or tell people, Hey, I'm, I'm struggling right now. That's, that's okay. Wow. And you know, and you said that uh, about how we cooped up and everything and that allows the real you that you can hide normally in everyday life, if we didn't have this pandemic, we're just going along doing our business, doing our work and everything, then we can kind of hide behind the trees. But uh, but as you said, there comes a time that we need to listen and learn. But most importantly, don't let our ego get in the way. Reach mm-hmm. out, as you said, reach out and ask for some help. And uh, usually you'll be glad you did. So thank you, Rick. I appreciate you, you, you know, ask or sharing with us that advice. Now, now there's also I like to ask this one. And of course, I don't want you to dig too deep in it, but just a little bit. But it is interesting. What is it, Rick, that you believe that most folks don't? 
Yeah, so I think one of the the most interesting things being a man of faith is is understanding that um, well, everyone knows the analogy of the the angel on one shoulder, Michael, and and the little <laughs> devil on the other shoulder, right? And it's mm-hmm. kind of this this pro and con of what what's the right decision to make here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I honestly and truly believe that um, that there are forces in play, um, spiritual in nature, that. Sometimes they put thoughts into our head that are not necessarily our own mm. um, and they can lead us down the wrong path. And um, so uh, for, from my perspective as a, as a man of faith, uh, I truly believe that, you know, there's, there's a power out there that's working against us some days. Mm. And um, that's the importance of, of having a relationship with God, in my opinion, right. um, and getting into the Bible. But um even if you're not a believer, there's so many great nuggets of life lessons in the Bible. Uh, it's something you should still pick up and read anyways. <laughs> One of the greatest books ever written. Hey. <laughs> I tell you what, man, you know, that, that leads me to my last question. We, and I, we don't have a whole lot of time to get into it, man. But wow, I should have asked this one first because this is really, really big and we're not going to be able to get too far into it. But but real quickly, can you share one of the quick uh, valley moments that you've had in your lifetime? Ooh, uh, I got like a Rolodex to choose from there. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'll tell you one of the biggest ones, Michael, was I owned and operated a business up in New York City before I came to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And when I purchased that business, uh, I failed as an owner-operator leader to establish a culture. Uh, I did not lay out a mission, a vision, and core values through which to operate. And, and I paid the price for that a year later when really the business was a mess. And I, I had made it that way because yep. I failed to be a good leader. And so that, that life lesson of, hey, if you're going to be in business, make sure you have a mission, a vision, and core values from which to operate. Wow. <laughs> that was a lesson. It was because this business you're in now, you guys started opposite of what you had in New York. (laughs) Bingo. Yeah. But anyway, man, I wish we had more time. We got to get out of here, Rick. And I tell you what, maybe somewhere down the road, we can get you back on the show. But uh, we want to say thank you for taking time out of your schedule to be with us today. Thank you, Rick. Appreciate it. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate it. Uh, Hey, man, I tell you what, ultimately, Extreme Carolina is committed to you, our listeners, to bring you leaders and newsmakers like Rick Gisharoon here that are passionate and purpose-driven and making a difference by listening to their stories. Extreme Carolina listeners will have an opportunity to refuel, reconnect, and get inspired by unlocking the power of the people. Here we go, folks. Drum roll. Quote of the week. Let's get it in. Here we go. It feels good to help people. So get out there and feel good and make today a ridiculously amazing day. Hey, folks, that's it for us. And we're going to get out of here. Thank God. Appreciate y'all for joining in. We'll see y'all next time. It's a wrap. <laughs>